I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time, Brother Mon speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. What a wonderful opportunity God has given this old mariner to be able to speak to so many people in our vast unseen radio audience. Thank you for being there at this time. Oh, by the grace of God, in fact, it was 19, we think about uh, January the 2nd, 1966, so many years ago for me, that God dealt with my heart and uh, showed me my need of a Savior. Wish I had time to tell you. One of these days, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my testimony, sort of a little more in depth than just uh, the fact that uh, the Savior uh, found an old lost mariner. And as far as this mariner is concerned, even though God found an old lost sinner, I'm glad this this lost sinner, my friend, uh, as far as this great Savior is concerned, uh, there was a sorry sinner, but there was a great Savior. And uh, just magnify the Lord Jesus Christ before you at this time. It's good to know him as personal Savior. Uh, this week in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, what day are you listening to our program? Some is on Saturday, some's on Sunday, and uh, the stations play our program at different intervals. Whenever uh, you're listening, wherever you're listening from, God bless you for just being there. Hebrews chapter 12, I'm going to read verse 1. I'm going to go down to the sea and ships today. I love the sea, and it says if you go down to the sea and ships, it says that what you'll do is uh, you're going to see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Have you ever taken and just put your head beneath the water? You said, scare me to death, Brother Mon. I know. I mean, if you had a mask on, I mean, a diving mask, just put it on your head, stick your head beneath the water. There's just something about looking at God's little creatures that's there. And I'm going to sort of pick on one now at this particular time. I'm going to pick on what's called the barnacle. I'm sure you've seen the uh, you've, if you've gone down to the sea, maybe as the tide would go out, you've noticed the rocks that were sticking out. You'd see the little crustaceans, little things on little pimple-like things on top of the rocks. It looked like little pieces of coral. These are called barnacles. You can see them on pilings if you're looking into the sea by means of maybe there's a dock that's there. You look over the side of the dock, be very careful. And you look at the pilot when it goes down into the water, all you have these little things that just sort of attach themselves to the piling. You can see them on down toward the bottom. It's called a barnacle. We're going to talk about barnacles and their connection with sin. A barnacle and sin. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easy beset us. How about that? People say, I don't understand the Bible. All right, there's the word weight, and there's the word sin. So sin is kind of like a weight. 
As far as this weight is concerned, if you were weighted down, then the last part of the text, then you couldn't run with patience the race that's set before you. You couldn't do that. And of course, the way we do that, verse 2, looking to Jesus. But it says, lay aside these weights and any sin that would beset us. With thinking about the barnacle, I want to make some comparisons, five comparisons as quickly as I can. As far as a barnacle is concerned, he begins very small, very, very small. In fact, there's three stages. When they hatch, they're just kind of like a little water flea. they got six pairs of legs and an eye. And then the second stage, they have 12 pairs of legs and two eyes. And then when they attach themselves to a pylon or to a rock or to the bottom of the boat, and that is a no-no. Uh, what uh, uh, they do, they form a, a limestone shell, and then they begin to have problems or begin to give problems. But first of all, they start very small. You know, a little barnacle, you, uh, you see him just sort of wiggling through the water. Once again, look like a little water flea, just very, very small, just very small. Now, what about the barnacle and as far as sin is concerned? Let's go back and forth here. You know, sin always starts very small. You know, the devil is a very wise person. He's had a lot of years of experience, has he not? Over 6,000 years, we think about since Genesis uh, chapter 1. Uh, two and three there. And as far as our enemy is concerned, uh, he he knows uh, how to introduce things into your life. We think about as far as sin is concerned. And uh, he's not going to introduce something that, uh, I guess, we think about just maybe a thought. You know, as far as the thought is concerned, nothing wrong with just, we think about we all have thoughts, all both good and bad. And we don't want to dwell on those evil ones, do we not? But sometimes it'll start with just a little simple, maybe a, a, just a small, minute thought, maybe a thought of wickedness or the thought of immorality. Just It just goes through the mind quickly and out, maybe no more than just a couple of seconds, you know. But it's been introduced. It comes in very, very small. Sometimes just a small thought. Sometimes just a very small drink. Just a very small pill, a very small puff, whatever you want to call your small insignificant things, perhaps that would be that it would pull you towards evil. But it just it always starts out very small. But somehow it's kind of like it's kind of like the barnacle. You know, even though the barnacle starts very small, when he begins to attach himself to an object there in the water. He begins to grow. You know, uh, uh, you said, what do you mean attaching themselves? As far as seeing himself is concerned, we'll make the comparison now. Now, said the barnacle, he very small. But uh, the third stage is he begins to attach himself to what he so desires to attach himself to. And we're going to see today, oh, not a boat. That is, once again, that's a no-no. We don't want him on the bottom of my boat. On the side of a pylon, okay. On the side of a rock, all right. But attaches itself, sin, sin small, but sin attaching itself. We think about a thought. You know, Satan is just not going to just let thoughts just float around your head. What does he want? What is the ultimate? Our time does not allow me to illustrate this like I should. Satan wants all these thoughts to begin to affect the heart to the point whereby no longer is it a thought. He wants to move it toward a deed, an act, so to speak sort of attaching itself to your life. In other words, Satan on the outside, he wants on the inside. 
that as far as the barnacle is concerned, after he's attaching himself to particular things, if it was the bottom of a boat, and that's where we're going right now, it begins to be very costly. I spent, well, I guess the better part of all my lost life on an old boat in the Gulf of Mexico. Even from a small child, I was allowed to work on, the, on, on some of these boats. And as far as we think about barnacles getting on the bottom of a boat, did it happen? Yes. Uh, what did you do? We'll talk about that in just, just a moment. But what they do, they, they begin to be very burdensome. You said what? It would sort of, uh, it would actually cause the vessel to weigh more. Say if you had a 10-ton a vessel and you put it out on dry dock, you may have 20 tons. You said, really? Yes. I mean, uh, very burdensome and, and heavy. That was our text, was it not? Lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easy beset us. Not only was it burdensome, <clears throat> what it would do as far as the vessel is concerned, if our vessels would go like 20 knots, it would cause drag. You said, what do you mean? No longer is the side of the vessel smooth. The side of the vessel now is encrusted with these little crustaceans, these little bumps all over the vessel. Instead of going 20 knots, maybe it was down to about 15 knots. In doing so, we burn the same amount of fuel, so it began to be very costly. So what I'm saying, I'm saying sin is very costly. Let us, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which does so easy beset us. We think about I've seen situations where I've, where I've seen men, as far as sin is concerned, uh, so involved in their life where it was costly to the point it cost them their health, sometimes costing them their wealth. It causes drag to the extent sin can in your life, my friend. It'll slow you down from fellowshipping and wanting to spend time with Jesus Christ. It'll slow you down in your relationship to the Bible. I tell you what, you get a life full of sin, it'll take your church away from you. You said, what are you saying? I'm just saying this. It's for sailing for God and moving through the waters of life and living for God a very, in a very active manner, in a triumphant manner, in a way of victory, my friend. It begins to just sin, just begins to get a hold. It's kind of like those barnacles that just costly and it causes drag and it causes this loss of finances, you know. I tell you what, you get full of sin and those needs will not be supplied. All will become a loser, not only on this earth, but also a loser in heaven because our sins will affect our rewards. What has to happen to the old barnacle? You got to pull the boat out of the water. You got to pull the boat out of the water and they have to be removed. I've done that before. I don't even like thinking about it. Just hour after hour, scraping these old barnacles off. And, you know, it's hard to do that. We did so on a wood boat, did so on a steel boat. Got to the point whereby not only did we scrape them off, but we were allowed to use a pressure washer. And sometimes that in itself would take and uh, get rid of the barnacle. But, see, it had to be removed. We think about sin. You can't live with it, my friend. It just gets worse. As far as sin is concerned, it's got to be removed. And sometimes it doesn't come off very easy, does it not? I tell you, really, confession of sin is hard. Where is the man that will daily before God say, Lord, I have sinned against heaven and before thee? Where are people who will uh, consistently confess our sins and see that he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. And then as far as removing them, all oh, they have to be prevented from coming back. 
What we did to the bottom of our boats, after we got them all clean, we put on them what's called an anti-fouling paint. And it was usually always red. Ah, red. Which reminds me of God's anti-fouling. The only protection, my friend, from sin is the blood. God's great anti-fouling, so to speak. You said my only protection? My only protection, my friend. I find there's forgiveness in the blood. I find, well, there was salvation in the blood. Then there's daily forgiveness in that blood. And then eternal protection, my friend, with this, my friend, that can be claimed by faith. Are the barnacles of sin encrusted your life to the point whereby, as far as bringing pleasure to God, you no longer do that? And as far as Satan himself is concerned, he just laughs at you as far as your condition. Ah, it needs to be removed. It says lay aside. It says let us lay aside every weight in the sin which doth so easily beset us. My friend, Jesus can help you with that. A life encrusted with sin. Oh, that can be all that can be removed. Oh, God can give eternal perfection protection, whereby all when the old temptation comes again, it can be resisted. It can come only from God. And of course, God does this through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. There's something about the barnacle, my friend, in sin, very small, my friend. Yes, but it begins to attach itself, becomes very costly, must be removed, prevented from coming back, just exactly like sin in our life. My friend, I hope you've learned some things about the barnacle and about sin. Until next time, this is Fisher Mund saying goodbye.